I think it's time we finally answer the question, Pat Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, who is a better fantasy quarterback? Now, this is an absolutely stupid question for me to ask. One, because they're phenomenal quarterbacks. I think they're the number one and number two fantasy quarterbacks in football right now. And, and to that extent, it doesn't matter a whole lot. And also, I think it's a dumb question to ask because whoever I pick as the better fantasy quarterback, you guys are going to get mad at me, or at least half of you are going to get mad at me that I didn't pick the other guy. But let's dive into it today anyways, because I think it's a fun question to ask, and it helps us evaluate how we determine fantasy talent and, and kind of the players that we're going to be targeting come draft season. But also, more than that, just because I want to ask the question, I want to have some fun. I think they're the two most interesting quarterbacks in the NFL right now, and they're really the gen this generation's uh, Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. That's what they are, and I think they're going to have some phenomenally fun showdowns to watch, and I cannot wait to see them square off in the playoffs for years to come. So let's answer the question right now and make the prediction. Who will be the better fantasy quarterback? Note that I am not talking about quarterback in general. You know, they had some historically good seasons over the last couple of years. In fact, last season, Lamar Jackson's 415 fantasy points was the second most fantasy points a quarterback has scored in a single season ever. The year before, Pat Mahomes, well, he scored 417 fantasy points in the season, which was the most fantasy points a quarterback has ever scored. So Pat Mahomes wins by about two fantasy points. Really, it essentially comes down to a tie. Though I should tell you and remind you, I guess, that Lamar Jackson did play one less game last season. He sat out the last game of the season. So he had a higher fantasy points per game average as he averaged 27.7 fantasy points per game, whereas Pat Mahomes averaged 26.1 fantasy points per game. So really still pretty much a tie. Phenomenal guys. And ultimately, if we're being honest, when it comes down to it, it doesn't really matter which quarterback is better because they're both number one and number two. And you're going to have to pay an arm and a leg to get them. Uh, but I do, do still want to answer the question because it is important. And if you are somebody who wants to take a quarterback early, which here at the FFP, we don't take quarterbacks very early. But if you're going to, you want to get that guy. You want to get the right guy. You want to make the right decision, even if it's only going to equate to a couple of fantasy points. And one of the things is it's not just their upside because they're playing on high upside right now. You want to determine who's got uh, really the better floor, who's got a better downside. Should things go south, which guy is going to be more dependable even in a off season, right? That is a question that we certainly need to answer. So we're going to break down each of these guys' stats individually, and then we'll compare them, face them off, and talk about my final thoughts for which guy you should trust as your fantasy QB number one. So the first guy I want to break down is Pat Mahomes because he comes out his first year as a starter for the Kansas City Chiefs and he lights up the NFL. 52 total touchdowns, over 5,000 yards, NFL MVP. He was absolutely phenomenal and hands down the best quarterback in the NFL that year. But then he comes in this year, and for a lot of people, it's an off year for him. However, I do want to remind you that he threw 27 touchdown passes, and he only played in 13, a little more than 13 games because he didn't play a full game. And so... For me, you got to realize he would have easily finished with more than 30 touchdown passes, and it was still a very good year for him. Yes, it wasn't 52 touchdown passes or 50 touchdown passes like he had the year before. It wasn't quite as dominant, but it was still a good year. It was still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He was very dominant. He still has great weapons, a great system. Everything is still in place. In fact, in two years starting in the NFL, he's combined for over 10,000 total yards and 80 touchdowns. But even more than that, he has been an extremely dependable quarterback. In fact, he is one of those quarterbacks that is consistently one of the most frequent starters. 
fact, when we look at from week to week, frequency as a fantasy QB in the top 12, Pat Mahomes is number one over the last two years at 74%. And at just under 50%, he finishes inside of the top five at around 47%. So again, he leads all quarterbacks over the last two years as the most consistent guy to be the best option. And that's great because we love big games. But there are guys like Daniel Jones who had four touchdown games and they had huge fantasy stats, but they really disappeared some weeks. You do want some level of dependability from week to week. And that's something that Pat Mahomes absolutely offers us. And of course, he offers up that that consistency. He's got a great offensive guru, quarterback coach in Andy Reid, who has really helped figure things out for him. And honestly, it seems like every quarterback that works with Andy Reid finds success. But even more than that, he also, Andy Reid gave him some great weapons. Talk about Tyreek Hill. Man, Tyreek Hill is a phenomenal and underrated wide receiver, and so is Travis Kelsey at the tight end position. Over the last five years, Travis Kelsey has easily been the best tight end in the NFL. In fact, over that time period, he leads all other tight ends in targets, catches, yards, and touchdowns course yards per game and everything like that he has been clear-cut head and shoulders above everyone else as the number one tight end in the NFL and that's a great asset to have but let's not ignore the cheetah Tyreek Hill Tyreek Hill has been phenomenal over the last two seasons he has been top 10 in yards per game and yards per target but what's really surprising that I don't think a lot of people realize is amongst wide receivers over the last two years he is number one in total touchdowns with 21 touchdowns averaging a little over 10 a year so he's been very phenomenal at finding the end zone. Of course, he's considered, he's called the cheetah, right? We know how fast he is. He can stretch the field. He finds the end zone. He's a phenomenal weapon. And then you get, of course, one of the most consistent, dependable tight ends in the NFL, Travis Kelsey. Pat Mahomes has phenomenal weapons. He is in a great situation. There is no arguing that. And quite honestly, I'm really excited to see what their new running back Clyde does. I'm excited to see what he can offer running and catching out of the backfield. So that's Pat Mahomes, but let's break it down now. I want to talk a little bit about Lamar Jackson. Last year, Lamar threw the ball over 400 times for a fair 66% completion percentage and a solid and an NFL best 36 passing touchdowns and to only six interceptions. He also had an extremely high quarterback rating of 113. There's no arguing it. He was a good passer. That was a concern coming into the NFL for him. A lot of people thought he wasn't. He proved it last year. He is just fine in the air, but he's even better on the ground. He set an NFL best over 175 carries for a quarterback. No quarterback has ever carried the ball more in a single season. And he took it for also an NFL single season high among quarterbacks, 1,200 rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns. He was absolutely phenomenal. I'm going to go out and say it. That has got to be the best rushing season a quarterback has ever had. He didn't find the end zone as much as a guy like Cam Newton who found the end zone 14 times in a single season, but I don't think touchdowns are very fair stat to measure a guy's um, ability to run simply by the fact that it just varies so much from year to year. Uh, for example, Leonard Fournette last year was phenomenal. He had like 70 catches. He had over a thousand rushing yards. He was a great running back and he only found the end zone three times in the running and passing game combined. So touchdowns can be a bit of a fickle thing. I wouldn't necessarily lean on that too much to be your number one determination. Either way, we know it was a historically good season for Lamar Jackson, but let's break some of his more in-depth metrics down and talk about it. 
All right, so I want to dive into a couple of concerns that people might have with Lamar Jackson. So I'm going to read off some notes that Rob sent me of some possible concerns that may be a small issue for him this year. And the first one being like he lost Hayden Hurst. That's a little bit of depth that he's going to lose at the tight end position. And Hayden Hurst had a fair amount of usage. Or, you know, Marquez Hollywood Brown being his number one wide receiver. I like Marquez Brown, but I don't think he's quite ready to be a stud number one wide receiver. I'd love to see the Ravens go out and at least get a number, you know, a number two reliable wideout. Just just a little bit more depth to help him out in the passing game. Just another guy to, you know, get open, make some catches, make some plays. I think Lamar could really use it. I really do. Um, he's also just one year removed from a season where he had just six touchdown passes. Uh, and he had what I believe 15 turnovers that year most of them were fumbles but still you know there are some concerns where he has this suddenly great season but is he going to step back down and he's going to be able to keep up the efficiency that he had last year um, that's one thing Rob sent me two things to note the first one was that the Ravens had 41% success rate in the red zone that was one of if not the best in the NFL and you do have to question if teams are going to put together some solid schemes to stop them or slow them down in the red zone and just limit that success rate. That is one thing that could certainly hurt his fantasy value. But another thing to note is he was phenomenal as far as passing touchdown percentage goes. In fact, his 9% passing touchdown percentage was the third highest passing touchdown percentage ever amongst any quarterbacks all time. It was crazy. 9% of his completions went into the end zone for touchdowns. That is an extremely high number right there. And you do have to question if he's going to be able to keep that up. You also have questions of volume. Uh, He's a guy who that offense was a very, very effective. Is he going to throw and run the ball as much this year as he did last year? He did set an NFL high in carries on the ground with over 175. So, you know, you wonder if he's going to be limited in that volume department. But really, the one thing that concerns us most is the inconsistency from last season. So if we look at it in games against the Dolphins, the Jets, the Texans, and the Rams, he was unbelievable. In those four games, he threw 19 touchdown passes. However, in his other 11 games, seven times he had one or zero touchdown passes, leaving him with 17 touchdowns in 11 games. That's an average, a 16-game average of 25 touchdown passes over a season. So not quite as good as that 36. Could see him being maybe a little bit more limited this year. But what a lot of people are probably wondering is, hey, he's going to play bad teams uh, this year like he did last year. However, the thing you know is that the good teams in the NFL, they figure you out from week to week. The bad teams, they're usually a year behind, and now they've had a whole offseason and a quarantine to do nothing but watch film and prepare for the season. I think they could certainly step up and not do what the Dolphins did week one and allow him to throw like six touchdowns or whatever it was. That's a very real possibility. So those are some concerns, but there is definitely a lot to like about him. So let's talk about some of that. So his rookie season, Lamar goes out and sets the all-time record for most carries by a quarterback ever. And then last year, he did even more than that by about 30 carries. That's a very good trend to see that go up instead of down. With other quarterbacks like Cam Newton or RG3, they see less carries from their first year to their second to their third and their fourth, and it goes down. We haven't seen that trend. We've seen the opposite of that trend for Lamar. So that is a good sign that tells us he's maybe not so likely to see a regression in carries on the ground. John Harbaugh has clearly used him very well, and I don't expect to see major regression. But we do have to talk about the downside because these guys have clearly hit peaks. They're clearly very phenomenal. What happens if things don't go right? That's what we're going to talk about right now. 
So if Lamar Jackson does take a step back, and we'll say he follows that 11-game that pace that he set that wasn't as good as the other four. Remember what we just talked about? Yeah. If he follows that trend, what we could very well see is that 25 passing touchdowns in a year. That doesn't sound very great, and it doesn't sound elite, but remember, even on a down year, he's still going to get you seven to 800 rushing yards and uh, probably six, seven, eight, nine rushing touchdowns. And so all in all, that would still have him finishing as a top six fan quarterback and a reliable option because unlike most quarterbacks he doesn't need 32 35 passing touchdowns to be elite he gets it done on the ground better than anyone else in the NFL his downside you know to that being we've got concerns with injuries he doesn't have great weapons uh, uh coach John Harbaugh he's not an offensive coach and I'm surprised that they were able to step it up so much last season but that's really the only downside for Lamar I don't necessarily think he's the best passer in the NFL, but he's certainly a good passer, and he's a great runner, and I don't know if teams are going to come in and figure him out so much that they're suddenly going to shut him down. I really don't think that's going to happen. As far as concern goes for, for Pat Mahomes, the biggest concern is the money. The dude just signed a 10-year, $503 million contract. First of all, congratulations, Pat, if by some off chance you're watching this, good for you. That is a lot of money. That's like $9 a second or something that he's making. That's crazy. Um, but the concern there being he's making 22% of the Chiefs' salary cap. What happens when his weapons, Tyreek Hill or Clyde Edwards or Travis Kelsey, right? What happens when his stud receivers and his options that he's going to be going to this season, when their contract time comes, they want money and the Chiefs can't afford to pay him. That's a major concern. That's a major red flag. For this year, it's fine. For next year, it's fine. Three, four, five years from now, it, it could very well become a major issue. And he could very well, even towards the later half of his contract, we could see him restructuring it to maybe take a little less money or whatever it may be. We'll see how the salary cap, um, how that grows over the next few seasons. But that is a big concern for him. Another big concern, we see him make a lot of risky throws. Last year was a down year. If he comes out and throws 52 or has 52 total touchdown passes, uh, total touchdowns, excuse me, 50 of them passing, two of them on the ground. Um, and then he comes out the next year and he's going to be in the 30s. Are teams figuring him out? No, I don't necessarily think that, but that could certainly be a small part of the problem. I think a lot of that was simply defenses adjusting to him and slight regression. We could see him bounce back to the mid 40s this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he had, you know, between 38 and 42. But anyways, that's really the question that we have to pose because let's, let's get down to the business now, guys. Let's get down to what this video is about. Pat or Lamar? Who is better? They are both historically great tight ends, and if they do what they've done in the past, if they hit their ceilings again, we know how good their ceilings are. Their ceilings are greatest fantasy QBs ever, literally separated by just two fantasy points. That is nothing. We know they're elite. The real question we have to ask here is what is their downside? What are they going to average? What does a nitty-gritty season look like for them when things don't go quite as well? Who has worse downside? And for me, it's got to be Lamar Jackson. We've got injury concerns. We've got concerns that he may not be used in the ground as much. We've got efficiency concerns. Even guys, the greatest guys ever, like Tom Brady, guys like Drew Brees, those guys don't have the efficiency marks. And those offenses didn't have the marks of efficiency that the Ravens had. And they still have a good defense. They've got a good ground game. You have to wonder if you know he's going to run the ball less now that they had a J.K. Dobbins as another third solid back. you got to wonder if the lack of receivers 
is going to be a door that's going to allow defenses to step in and shut down that passing game far more effectively than they ever have before. I absolutely love Lamar Jackson. He is far more athletic and far more talented with his legs and his mobility and and a lot of things than Pat Mahomes, but I trust Pat Mahomes' arms a lot more. He's got a super strong arm. He makes great decisions. He stretches the field, and he's still fairly mobile. He just doesn't choose to run the ball. In that way, he kind of reminds me of a Steve Young Um, I just think he's got a much lower floor, Lamar does, than Pat Mahomes because Pat Mahomes still has the weapons. Pat Mahomes still has all this talent. He's still got the the passing game where we don't need him to run the ball to get fantasy points. As much as I love Lamar Jackson and it's clear he has got a very, very high ceiling, there's still a floor there to be had and his floor makes me nervous. If I had to go after either quarterback, it'd be Pat Mahomes for sure. But that just becomes down to kind of my safety, not wanting to worry about concerns. And I know that both of them are going to perform at a high enough level that, you know, getting enough points from them isn't the issue. It's, you know, what happens when injury comes? What happens when teams kind of figure out some of your schemes and some of your things like that? That's ultimately what it is. Not knocking on Lamar Jackson. He is fun to watch. In fact, I think he's got to be the most fun to watch athlete in all of pro major sports, whatever you want to call it. So, That's the video, guys. That's my thoughts on it. You can sure go ahead, leave a comment, tell me why I'm wrong and why you'd rather have Lamar. I'd love to hear some some arguments as to back and forth on both of these sides because I didn't talk about all of the stats for either of them. But really, they're the two best fantasy quarterbacks in football right now, so who cares? If you don't get one, you'll get the other, and good for you if you do. But guys, thank you so much for watching. You had a great day, and God bless.